Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. Let's talk business with Ford Lease. Hassle-free vehicle leasing. Search Ford Lease to find out more. Now, last week, it was revealed by the Irish Examiner newspaper that a solicitor was forced to remove her bra to visit a client in prison. The Taoiseach Micheál Martin has demanded a review of the incident after growing concerns that this practice could be widespread. Following this, Limerick-based journalist for the Irish Examiner, Ryan O'Rourke, wrote about his experience of visiting his dad in Limerick Prison for three years as a teenager. And Ryan joins me now to chat about it. Good morning to you, Ryan. Good morning. No, I suppose in ways it might have been easier for you not to write about this. Why did you decide to? Um, a lot of it was uh, guilt. Um, I read the accounts of that, uh, that lawyer of the country and I, I was a bit embarrassed that I, I hadn't spoken out about it before. And it took somebody who wasn't a family member, it took somebody who maybe had a bit more footing in in society and in life to speak out. So uh, I said, if you could do it, I, I should probably do it too. So it took me a few days to get it onto the paper and it took me a few days to actually make the decision that I did it. Now, Ryan, you are a graduate of UL, aren't you? And you worked uh, for a time for the Limerick Leader as well. Yeah, that's true. So tell me about your experience then of visiting Limerick Prison as a teenager to see your dad. Um, well, yeah, at the time, it was the most stressful kind of routine experience in my life that I had to go through over and over again. Um, like, it, it, obviously, it's not a nice place. It's, it's a prison. That's what it's there for. It's not meant to be a nice place. But uh, even for the families visiting, and I I don't know what it's like today, but back then it was tough. Um, it was a hostile environment. uh an extremely stressful environment. So tell us a bit about your dad. Um, were you close to him? And how did he end up in Limerick Prison? Um, he, he ended up in Limerick Prison due to drugs, uh, due to selling drugs, cannabis. Um, I was close to him, especially growing up. We had, we'd had our issues, obviously, as any father and son do. And we'd had our issues over incidents like this and other ones he'd done in the past, um, but we we were close, so it was uh, it was tough to know that he was going to be gone for that period of time. It was like it was it was almost as if he had passed away, but he hadn't. He was still there, but only in a limited capacity. Yeah, and, and Ryan, you know, in your mid-teens, as you say, it was always a bit of tension between teenagers and parents, and maybe a tendency for teenagers to rebel a little as well. Did you? at any point, not want to visit your dad in the jail in Limerick? There was once or twice. Um, it was never really anger directed towards, towards him, but it was such an ordeal to go through that there was some days I just didn't go. Um, like, I, I would have had anxiety at that age too, but I wouldn't have even known what it was back then. So I just would have just not felt well. Or I would have felt so stressed that the idea of going down to the prison would have just driven me mental. So there would have been times where I turned turned down the visit. Did your pals know where your dad was? Um, yeah, I lived in a small town. Everybody knew. Was that very hard? Yeah, very hard. Um, it was. It, it's 
everyone here listening knows what small towns can be like in terms of gossip. So when something's actually real and they have a real reason to gossip, it makes it tenfold. We're chatting to Ryan O'Rourke, a Limerick-based journalist with the Irish Examiner, telling us about his experience of visiting his dad in Limerick prison for three years when he was a teenager. What was so traumatic about the visit itself and that experience that you went through? Uh, the scrutiny. Um, it, it sounds kind of a, it sounds a bit mundane, but uh, imagine going through an airport security system once a week, but it's it's tenfold. It's ten times more personal, more evasive, and instead of the, the the security you'd have at an airport who are dealing with tourists every day, you've got people whose whole job is to deal with prisoners every day. You also came across a dog during the visits. Yeah, that dog that was there to uh, indicate drugs um, and possibly have a contraband. I, I can't, I, I can't vouch or remember that, to be honest. But uh, you, if he sat down, you weren't allowed to go in that day. It meant that he indicated that you had something on you or you had been in contact with something that uh, wasn't allowed in the prison. Um, so a lot of the families in there would dread that dog because according to the people inside, the people going to visit, the dog sat down at random and stuff like that. What were the prison officers like? Most of them were nice people and... Uh, I like I I wouldn't have a new word to say about them. They have one of the toughest jobs imaginable. Like uh, uh, you and I both know how tough the media industry can be, but I don't imagine either of us have ever had a day comparable to be a, a prison officer. But their job was to deal with prisoners, and I imagine that makes them tough. I imagine that makes them hard. And then when they're dealing with a lad who's only fifteen, he doesn't really know what's going on. It can come across as in the most stern headmaster crossed with the most, most stern guard uh, thrown all in to one. Mm. What were the conversations with your dad like then? Because as you say, you were obviously tense having gone through that experience. He clearly wasn't comfortable with the idea of his son visiting him in jail. Um. Well, you're getting in there and you're realising that this is his life all the time. You just want to make it a bit normal for him. So you're you're telling him about what happened at school that week, what happened back home, what happened with all the different cousins and aunts and uncles. Uh, if I was playing soccer that week, I'd tell him about that. Whatever, whatever was happening, the very it was like a, a week's worth of breakfast conversation compa- compressed into a half an hour visit. Right. Were you allowed to hug? No. Was that very difficult? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, that was. You tell a story in the article that you've written in the Irish Examiner about seeing a a woman uh, who was visiting her son and because I think she was delayed coming from England, uh, she wasn't on time. Yeah, um, it's just struck me. I was was trying to think the last day uh, uh, what kind of insight I could give people into what it was like being there and... That was one of them. Um, I remember just because she was crying. Uh, she had an English accent, so she stood out. And she was just crying um, a lot. And they, they weren't they weren't giving her any leeway. And they kept telling her that it just wasn't going to happen. Like, it wasn't that they were being purposely mean. It, there wasn't 
any element of kindness to it either. I kept expecting maybe someone to come out and tell her that uh, she could go in and visit her son, but it never happened. And she explained to us that, uh, well, she explained to the, the guards behind the counter, but because of how small the waiting room is, everybody hears everything. Uh, they, like she, she had just come over from England. She wasn't going to get to see her son again, and he wasn't doing too well. So it really kind of just struck home. I would have given her mind of it at the time if I could have if it worked that way. But uh, I never saw her again after that, so I don't know if she ever got to see her son again. We're chatting to Limerick-based journalist with the Irish Examiner, Ryan O'Rourke, who's written about the experience of visiting his dad in Limerick prison for three years when Ryan was a teenager. How long did each visit last? Um, I couldn't give you the exact thing. Sometimes I think it was a bit longer, but I think it was about 30 minutes every time, possibly 45. Now, you say in your article, treat a child like a criminal and your prisons will always be full. Explain that and the message you're trying to get across. Well, when I was when I was that age, I was fifteen, and like any lad who's fifteen, is that kind of a, a sensitive time in terms of how their life's going to turn out. Uh, my dad was in prison, and most lads that age they want to follow their dad's footsteps. Uh, so I, I automatically assumed I was going to follow my dad's footsteps, and then every time I was going to prison, I was getting treated. Not just like a, a little crook on the street, like uh, being treated like I could be a tough quality smuggler or a danger to this massive, scary prison. So that kind of had an effect on me very quickly. And I said, uh, I said, think, well, if they're treating me like this, maybe, maybe I'm meant to be this way. Maybe I am this way. And that combined with all the anger and the stress of going through that every week. It could have very easily sent me down the wrong path. If not for, if not for my mother, and not for the fact that my dad, my dad wanted different things for me and my brother, and he, he was moving towards different things himself. Uh, if I had a different, different set of parents, or if my parents were going through a tougher time in that period, I, I might not be in the position I am now. Anyway. Yeah. And the thing is, Ryan, that you know we talk a lot about prison and its capacity because it's supposed to be part of it to not just punish but to rehabilitate. And as it happens, your dad is a success story when it comes to rehabilitation. He is, and it's brilliant. It's, uh, I'm incredibly proud of him to this day. Um, he went back to school while he was in prison and then he, he, he'd always had a, a knack and a love for art. He's always been a great painter and everything. So he followed that and he brought him then out and he did a PLC following his release and then he went to LSAD, did his four years, graduated and has been doing fantastic stuff ever since. So, uh, and, and what prompted you to go down the road of journalism and go to UL yourself? Um, I saw the best of my dad in his art. He was happiest and he was most himself when he was working in his art. But I, I can't paint or draw for for anything. I'm terrible. So I wanted to find my own means of uh, of art, and that was writing. And then uh, I saw journalism as a way to do that. I just went for it. And a lot of it was just getting out of that life as though this had been, had been my life for most of my childhood and teenage years. I wanted something different. Is your dad proud of you and what you've done? Yeah, yeah, he is. Does that mean a lot to you? Yeah, it does. Um, it does, yeah.
Okay, well, look, I think uh, you've made a really valuable contribution in, in the piece that you've written, um, and I'm sure you'll make many more during your career, but it was really interesting um, perspective on it because I think it's something that a lot of us, frankly, don't even think about. I mean, I, I had never really thought about what it must be like, truly, to go through the visitor experience uh, and because you are innocent yourself, but you happen to be visiting someone in jail. Yeah, like that's that's kind of the catch twenty two of it all is that uh, I, I was never convicted of any crime, but I still I still paid a part in the punishment for it. Okay, Ryan. Well, listen. We wish you well. Uh, good luck with your career path, and uh, we wish your family well too. And thank you very much for talking to us this morning. It's much appreciated. Brilliant. Thank you. Best of luck. You too. That's Rhino O'Rourke there, a Limerick-based journalist for the Irish Examiner, telling us about his experience of visiting his dad in Limerick prison for three years when Ryan was a teenager. Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. Let's talk business with Ford Lease. Hassle-free vehicle leasing. Search Ford Lease to find out more.